This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods and learn the history and the people behind the events that you love across the state? Get to know the real Mississippi. Check out MPB Think Radio's Next Stop Mississippi podcast on all platforms or on the MPB public media app. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hey, Coach Charlie. Well, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm getting ready to go to Georgia, and I need to make sure I'm safe on the road. Come on so now. I'm leaving tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, and there's a lot of things to look forward to to being safe. A.M.? A.M. You will be safe that early in the morning. I will be safe that early in the morning. <laughs> Hopefully I don't go through Atlanta about lunchtime because it's going to be pretty bad because oh, I'm going, okay. you know, Athens is on the northern part of Georgia. So you got to pass Atlanta? Yes. You got to ride through? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what you're, that's where the snag could happen. That's where it could happen. <laughs> Well, Coach, I am glad you're here today, and we're going to keep talking about safety beyond your trip to Georgia, because today we're discussing new safety technology. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Okay, I've got a write-up, Coach. You already know. Go ahead. So vehicle safety has changed drastically over the years, and today newer cars are safer than ever before. So thanks to advanced engineering, in-depth research, and analysis of crash data, Newer vehicles are built better and have more safety features to protect everyone. Advanced technologies that have emerged in recent years have given even more safety options, and you can choose what features are best for you to keep and to keep your family safe on the road. Well, you know, we <laughs> we go out and we are looking to buy a new car, and we look and we say, well, it has this and this and this, and how it fits us. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to look at the car as well, of what safety features are in that car right. to keep you safe as you drive in your family. Right, right. You know, that would be one of the big priorities that you start looking for, is the safety in these cars. Yeah, and that's the new thing. It, new technology has emerged where certain things make you a bit safer. Well, you know, we were talking just a while ago, uh, we started out way back there, uh, before I was born, and I'm 60 years old, 62, so years ago, we had nothing but lap belts. Yeah. And before that, we had nothing but mama's arm <laughs> holding across the seat. That's what we know? were talking about. I mean, in years past, you know, it, remember when the cars used to have seats like they were sofas? You had basically the front seat was your love seat and the back seat was your, your yeah, sofa. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... And I don't know. I remember being a little kid in those, and you never thought about safety back then. And when the car stopped, Mama's arm did shoot out and hold you back. Well, our safety was bigger the car, better the car. (laughs) Because if you had the tank and somebody came up with a small car, well, your tank's going to outdo that small car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And back then, the tanks were made really tankish. They were made out of steel. Right. Today, they're not made out of steel. Right. You know, so we went from Mama's arm to lap belts, mm-hmm. and then we went to shoulder belts, okay? Because, Do you remember the automatic? Yes. The automatic shoulder belts? You could get trapped in those. I know you could, and it could not move anymore after a minute. You try to open the door uh, <laughs> too quick, and that belt's still going to hold you in, and the door ain't going to let you out. Right. So you had, uh, so then we went to uh, shoulder harnesses. Then we went to airbags in the steering wheel. That was the only airbag you had was in the steering wheel. Yeah. 
Okay, then we went to them in the dashes. Yeah. Okay, then they went to the doors. They did. Okay, now airbags are everywhere in a car. You're going to have one pop out of your visor soon. That's right. So you'd have airbags (laughs) everywhere. Okay, and we thought that was the end of safety, and that was all we needed. Mm -hmm. But yet with all this new technology, safety is so important in order to even drive a car. There's safety features in there that you need to know about. But most of us don't even read the owner's manual. We don't even know what those safety features are. Yeah. So when you go to a dealership, you buy a new car or you go and buy a used car that's several years old, if you don't know what these safety features are, somebody needs to teach you yeah, they do. these safety features. They do, because these cars are like cell phones. If you get a new one, you got to learn whether to swipe up or swipe right sometimes. Well, I like how Liz Gill does. She says when she got her new vehicle, the first thing she did, she would get that owner's manual out, and she would just start reading, <laughs> reading, reading and Liz. finding things out <laughs> about that car. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all need to do that. Right. Especially young drivers. Yeah, yeah, and old drivers. And old drivers, yes. For sure, for sure. I mean, there's so many bells and whistles now. All right, if you don't know about technology, you know, we get so old, and we really don't want to get involved in technology, but... But, you know, you've been hearing on the news lately about AI, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Do you know that AI is already in our cars? Coach, I know AI is in my hand and my cell phone, so I know they put it in the car. It's in the car. And you think about pedestrian detection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how do you figure that a car can see a human walking across the street and and detect it from an animal walking across the street. Yeah. Well, that's where AI comes in. That's where the cameras come in. That's where those different sensors come in. In order to put all of those amarignums together yeah, yeah. and say, hey, that is a person walking across the street. I'm going to put the brakes on for you. That's 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 the new stuff. That's that the, the new, new stuff. stuff. Our cars can think a little bit for us. That's right. We're going to talk about some more of that. We've got, you know, we're going to hit on, I have to hit on automatic wipers because I feel like that's a good safety feature that they've added. But we're going to talk about different things like headlights, emergency braking, and other aspects of it. So I'm excited about this new safety technology topic, but we're going to go head to the phone lines right now. We've got Bob in Hattiesburg on the line. Bob, you're on with Coach Charlie. All right. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you, pre-Thanksgiving. Hey, and happy Veterans Day. All right. Thank you, and I sure appreciate that, too. And watch out for L.A.J. Georgia. What's L.A.J. Georgia? That's up north. Oh, West. okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're going to Lawrence, Georgia, and then I'm going to go on to uh, Athens, Georgia. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was born in uh, L.J. Okay, Aww, but anyway, this is the quick thing. It, this was my vehicle, but it's a friend of mine. All right, they went out to uh, start the car to go somewhere, and uh, they put the key in the ignition and didn't have no uh, crank, nothing. No indication of a problem, such as the battery. But when they said, well, I'm going to take my key out and go back in the house and call somebody. But when they tried to take the key out, the key would not release from the ignition. Mm. And come to find out, when they when they jumped the car off and changed the battery, no problem getting the key in and out. I just wonder if that was kind of some kind of safety uh, mechanism that would uh, 
prohibits you from hmm. driving a car that's got an extremely low battery or the battery uh, default locked the key in the ignition. A lot of times those keys will get locked in the ignition, uh, and um, you get them, you turn the key on, and you're trying to turn the key back off. It, it gets stuck because it doesn't have enough uh, power to activate the piece inside the ignition system in order to make and free it where you can pull, turn it, and, uh, and get it out. You know, yeah. but um, a lot of times you got to be careful with that too, as well as that they need to turn that key and make sure it goes, it turns well, regardless. Because a lot of times you should be able to turn that key without uh, any battery in it. Because, like I say, how are you going to know if the vehicle is going to work if you can't turn the key? You know, that's what I was telling this person. Mm. I said maybe uh, it was you, like the steering wheel was kind of in a jam. I said, rock it back and forth, pull the uh, uh, shifter on the uh, transmission, see if it's locked in park or something, prohibiting that. But, but as soon as they jump the car off, even before we put a new battery in it, the key in and out, no problem. Yeah, unless that has an anti-theft system in there like that, that that's part, yeah. uh, part of that anti-theft. But usually, like you say, the key, usually you can just rock the uh, steering wheel, turn it a little left to right, and it'll let that key turn. That's what I thought, but that's uh, the first I heard of that, and I just thought I'd see what you could say about it. Yeah, like I say, unless it's into the program itself, but I would check that uh, key tumbler and make sure that key tumbler's good. Mm. Yeah. Well, the vehicle's still working in and out, keys, no problem. Well, as long, long as it keeps on working, let's keep on driving. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Charlie. Have a good trip to Atlanta. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Yep. Right, if, it, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> There you go. Thanks, Bob, for your call. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it is it is frustrating when you can't get that key out of the ignition. Well, you know, there, I have had some vehicles where the key wouldn't come out, and I did jump it off like that. But most of them, you should be able to get that key out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It should be able to slide on yeah. out. All right. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. All right. Here are some recent recalls. After issuing a recall for nearly 45,000 Jeep Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer SUVs in August, Jeep parent automaker Stellantis is recalling the the models again over an issue with the third row seat belts. This time, the recall affects more than 97,000 examples. Affected vehicles include model year 2022 to 24 Wagoneers and Grand Wagoneers. The third row belt buckles in these vehicles may be inaccessible or damaged, preventing occupants from being able to buckle up and increasing the risk of injury during crash. To resolve the issues, dealers are inspecting and replacing the seat belt buckle as necessary for free. Stellantis will begin notifying owners December 15th. Well, Ford is recalling more than 187,900 of its Mustang coupes over an issue with the brake fluid level sensor. Effective vehicles include model year 2020 to 23 Mustangs. The configuration between the fluid brake fluid sensor and body control module is incorrect, preventing the brake fluid sensor from working properly. And as a result, the low brake fluid warning light may not illuminate when the fluid level is low, which may increase the risk of reduced braking performance and a crash. To fix the issue, dealers are updating the body control module software for free, and Ford will send owners an interim letter December the 4th. 
And finally, Honda is recalling a small population, 519 only (laughs) to be exact, of its latest generation pilot SUV over an issue that could affect steering. Affected vehicles include model year 2023 to 24 pilots. The issue involves a loose ball bearing that may have fallen into the gap of a rotating part in the steering gearbox assembly during manufacturing. If a ball bearing falls into the gap of the rotating part, steering function may be lost, resulting in an increased risk of crash or injury. And as a fix, dealers are replacing the electric power steering rack for free. Honda will begin notifying owners December 18th, but those with further questions about any of these recalls can contact the automaker. And you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls, and inputting your VIN, or you can find their Safer Car app. We're talking about new safety technology today, and we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org if you've got a question about anything with your vehicle. But coach, let's get back to talking about new safety technology. You, before the break, were talking about transmission safety features that nobody knew about. There's a button somewhere. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that get in their vehicle and something uh, goes wrong with their uh, shifter in there, especially the ones that are on the console that you can shift uh, with your right hand. And a lot of people don't really know that once that thing gets stuck, there's a little button, has a little cap on it on Toyotas, on Hondas, on most any of the vehicles have a little button or a little cover on top of this little button. You can just take a pin, stick your finger down there and push that little button down and it will shift all day long. Oh. <laughs> you know, you, you won't get stuck in a parking lot because you can't go because it won't come out of gear. You can right. get it out of gear and people just don't know that. Right, right, right. That's a, that's a, one of those safety features that that is unknown and only coach knows. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you start talking about safety, there are so many things that you could call safety if it's ABS brakes. Right. Uh, When you start talking about ABS brakes, those are anti-locking brake systems. Okay. Well, a lot of people say, well, my ABS light's on. Well, your ABS light, usually your ABS only works when you stomp on that brake pedal. And what that ABS does, it keeps you from... A jackknifing mm-hmm. or going out of control, it tries to keep that vehicle straight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really what ABS is for. Okay, and then only you only really use it when you're fixing to be in an accident. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and a lot of people don't know that. They say the ABS light comes on. Oh, I gotta go get my car fixed. Well, you got just as good as brakes, but you need to check it out for the ABS for the keep it straight instead okay. of moving. Okay. Then, you know, you think about ABS brakes, you talk about traction control, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. You talk about stability control. Right. All of those things there, okay, now it does use ABS for that now today. Wheel speed sensors, there's a lot of different safety features in there. And now why would you think you need traction control? Well, we use wheel speed sensors mm-hmm. to check and make sure that that back wheel, one side is not spinning more than the other side. Okay. Okay. Well, if it knows that it's spinning more than the other side, that means that you're losing traction. You can hydroplane. Well, once again, by using traction control and stability control, the brakes apply themselves. Okay. Okay. As they apply themselves, they may put more brake into one side than the other to keep you where you don't have a wreck. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so when you start talking about different things on those uh, tire pressure monitoring systems, you see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, T, uh, the TPMS that's on the dash it has a little tire on it. Looks like it's flat when it comes on. Yeah. Well, that's really what it's doing is telling you that that tire is low and that you could have an accident for yeah. that tire. Yeah. Now, not just telling you it could have a flat, but it's telling you you could have, have an accident, accident. and it's yeah. trying to help you ahead of time. Well, we're so, you know, I was thinking a while ago, you said that there was a recall on the brake fluid uh, sensor. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, a recall on a brake fluid sensor. What happened to us as individuals going and open our hood and being taught to look at these fluid levels and to check these fluid levels? Yeah. You know, so now they're putting sensors and all for people that don't check them well, then your vehicle just goes bad. And you I'm only on laughing because I may be one of those people. <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm well, laughing. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Our young men and young women that are growing up now don't have the mm-hmm. ability mm-hmm. to be taught mm-hmm. about all these things. Mm-hmm. They're relying on sensors. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's helping them. But once again, they got to be able to open that hood and identify what they're looking at. When you know it. I just had a light bulb and it's a it's a great light bulb because you opened my eyes as to what new safety technology is. It's literally just about everything that we see buzzing and, and lighting up on our cars. That's right. I mean, all the way, like you say, from the tired cr- traction control light to the, you know, battery light. Basically, it's literally every little thing has now been um, is now being run by technology. It's being ran by technology, and uh, I think what happens to us sometimes we get so lost because people don't know how to open their hood, and when something goes wrong, they don't know what's wrong with it Yeah, because that little light comes on. And once again, back to Liz, she knows what that light is because she's read about it. <laughs> I love it. Most people don't read about it. <laughs> you know, so those lights come on, and they're there for a reason. You know, and I think about if you— Talk about a, the airbag light on. Most people I, that I know ride around with the airbag light on their We car see it. We see it. All the time. Yeah, we see it. Well, if that airbag light is on, is it hurting anything while you're not in an accident? Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. But when you get in an accident, that airbag needs to deploy. Yeah. But if that light's on, that airbag's not going to deploy. Right, 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 right. Speaking so- of, you know that, that there's a sensor in my car, in, our pa- in my passenger seat, that detects whether or not there's weight there so that it knows whether or not the airbag needs to be on and why that person may or may not need to have on the seatbelt, I guess. Well, <laughs> what it does, it, they regulate how heavy the weight is on that passenger side yeah. for a child. Yeah. Okay. Well, now what if we put our children there all in the back, back seat? Seats. They're buckled up in the back seat. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about the uh, Wagoneer that they said that wouldn't buckle up. Well, that's what we put our kids in, mm-hmm. and we buckle them up in the back. Mm-hmm. For $108,000, you should be have a belt buckle in the back of a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It should have never came from the factory like that. They should have caught it. Yeah. Not 500,000 vehicles later. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? right. You right, Coach. But – these are safety features that we don't really think about. You know, we as growing up, at least myself growing up, we didn't worry about that. All we had a seatbelt and we didn't even put it on. Yeah. You know, but now all of these things, even the warning light, if you get in the vehicle, you crank the vehicle up, it starts dinging. Yeah. It tells you to put that seatbelt on. Yeah. It tells you that. It tells you whether or not your temperature and your engine is cold or hot or whatever. It just tells literally everything you need. When you start talking about these new technologies in this car, if it's blind spot detections, forward collisions, we even talked about the pedestrian getting hit, mm-hmm. uh, how it's detected today, and then you got brake assist, you got a 
adaptive cruise, you got uh, lane departure, all these new things that are in a car mm-hmm. that either you like them or you don't. Well, brake assist, let me let me go to maybe things that rub me a little wrong. Brake assist and lane brake lane departure brake assist. Right. That rudder thing, that thing that it does with the brake thing, ooh, it scares me, coach. Now, I don't have one on mine. But when I take mine into the shop, they give me the newer one to loan her. Right. And then I, I always say when I drive it, I do not like that. <laughs> well, a lot of these things now, you used to find them on the luxury cars, but now a lot of them are being integrated in all the cars. Yeah. You know, and like I said, some of them you can cut them off, some of you can't. You know, my wife has uh, her car right now. You can't cut some of them off, but she had another car that, you know, I hated it when you got to a stoplight and your vehicle died. That I've never done. I've never driven one of those. You know, and then it cranks back up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hated that, so I pushed the button <laughs> and I cut it off. Well, every time my wife got back in it, she would she cut, cut it back, it back off. off. You know, she liked it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, lane departure. You know, if you're driving down the highway, just think about it. you're driving down the highway seventy miles an hour. I didn't speed, but seventy miles an hour. He's on the seventy mile an hour highway, everyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not the 78. Right. Okay. So I'm driving down the highway, and there's no traffic in front of me, and I want to change lanes. Well, I make that left, get that know, left lane, start shaking. I know, I know, it shaking. starts ruttering. I know, and it's like there's nobody around right. me. So I try to remember. My, well, another thing for safety is trying to remind you to cut that turn signal on. That's and it. And yeah. tell somebody that's that it. you're getting But over. there ain't no somebody around me. That's what it did to me the other day. That's why <laughs> That's why I get upset about it. You, uh, come on, AI. You can't see. Come on, AI. <laughs> well, well, think about adaptive cruise. The other day I was driving down the road and had the cruise on, and I had to ask my wife, how do you set this cruise on this car again? So she showed me how to set the cruise. I'm going... 77 miles an hour, mm-hmm. not 78. Uh, so He's I'm going, in a 75-mile-per-hour zone. That's everybody. right. <laughs> so I'm going 77. I got it. Cru- uh, we're cruising down the highway, and i just not paying much attention, just driving. And this is like early in the morning. Yeah. And next thing I know, my car is down to 73, down to 72. <clears throat> I said, wow, the adaptive cruise had made me slow down. For what? Well, because the vehicle in front of me was slower. When? How far in front? Uh, about 100 meters. What's 100 meters, Coach? Yeah, so that's about a football field. That We've got time. Yeah, so it started slowing the vehicle down. I said, wow. I told my wife, I said, I had it set where I could get right up on that bumper, and then somehow it's uh, going way down. She goes, well, I don't know how it did that. So I reset it again where I could drive a little closer just so I could. Can you, you at know. least give me 50 yards, half a football field? Yeah. So when I decided on that, I told her, I said, tell you what I do. I just drive myself. I'm taking it off cruise control. Too funny. Too yeah. funny. This is such a good conversation. We're talking about new safety tech, and Coach has got me tickled about this cruise control. Melody in Franklin County, I see you. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about new safety technology between your car repair questions. What's in the news? Well, budget charges driver $500 for returning 
his rental a day early. He was trying to be diligent. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. And I'm Jermaine Flood. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to the show on that app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. You can always also click on the um, leave us a voice message and you can ask Coach a question as well on the app. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. And Coach just really loves answering your questions. (laughs) Thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with the replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Let's go straight to the phones, Coach. We've got Melanie in Franklin County on the line. She has an engine stalling discussion. Melanie, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hello, Coach Charlie. My biggest concern is, like on YouTube and TikTok, you'll see all these 18-wheeler people saying, oh, he's brake checking, he's he's trying to stage an accident. Well, what about all these mechanical issues that happen with these cars, like these CVT belt-driven uh, transmissions that just won't shift, and now the driver, uh, yes, they're trying to maneuver to get out of the lane and get off the highway. It's not brake checking. What about the lifter issue with the ATF? What about these interference engines, these cam phasers and all this that will cause an engine to stall? Major, major accidents. God forbid you're on the highway going through Houston. Uh, What about an ATF, automatic transmission fluid leak, that you're not aware of that causes your transmission not to shift properly? Well, prior to 2010, yeah, your check engine light came on, and now if you've got a major mechanical problem, it's going to start flashing, and that means don't drive that joker at all. Get off the road. Stay off the road. My question is this. There's so many accidents out there that are due to mechanical failure. And all these features on these vehicles, like lane uh, sensors and and how far you are behind these cars, they're not really helpful in situations like that because they can happen very quickly. Well, you think about you think about mechanical failure. You know, anything that is man-made is they will have mechanical failures on there. And like you say, eighteen-wheelers out there driving, and you hear them may say something about uh, brake checking, but really that's they're out there doing a job and they're just trying to be safe themselves. But what I think that we need to do is that once again on the vehicles. Make sure that your vehicle is in good, proper running condition before you go on trips, before you get on that highway. And like I say, a lot of these things, some of them do come up a sudden, but a lot of them take time and people usually know about them and they still drive them. Just like you said, that check engine light, people keep driving with the check engine light on if it's flashing or not flashing. Or if you had a transmission leak, uh, you know, you'd see it smoking, transmission fluid, and people would just keep driving. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is on the driver. And I would want to tell you that the most important safety factor in a car is the driver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that was my only comment that a lot of these brake checks may not be, might be just a panicking driver from right. some mechanical issue. I myself had a hydraulic leak in my t- to uh, 2,500 Duramax, 
and um, was not aware of it. And um, it was a subtle leak, very subtle. But when you break quickly for maybe deer, avoid hitting deer, you're going to get air in that hydraulic line, and that baby ain't going to shift right. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, I just wanted to run that by you with respect to these. I, I feel sorry for 18-wheelers, and I respect them and give them all the room in the world. Yeah. But a lot of that might not very well be brake checking. Right. I, I feel your concern. My dad was an 18-wheeler driver, and, you know, there were some stories out there, you know. And like I say, mm-hmm. just uh, do your part. Be careful and make sure you're doing your part. Be a, Sometimes it's not always being a defensive driver. It's going to be an offensive driver as well. Yeah. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for calling. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. I like that. Not a defensive, but an offensive driver. I'm so, well, not to say I'm the best driver in the world, but I am very offensive because I'm literally half a mile up the road right. in my thought process on what I'm doing on the road. So, you know, when you start talking about the safety, as we're talking about all these different new, uh, technology we have out there using AI and you know I think we have a lot of recalls on backup cameras Mm -hmm. well these backup cameras are used for a lot of different things they're used for if you're parking assist your vehicle if you're uh, uh, backing up you know a lot of times if you're even trying to park the car automatically the camera comes on and you can see you know I was really surprised the other day I was working on somebody's car and I made a right-hand turn, and then when I made that right-hand turn... The backup camera came on? The backup camera came on, and it showed me the right side of the car... That's awesome. ...all the way down, so it was a blind spot indicator. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. It didn't have it on the left side. What? But it did have it on the right side. That I need I could, both of them. I could see all the way down. <laughs> I could see all the way down the car and the curve and everything. That's awesome. When I put the car, it was a Honda, and I turned the turn signal on to the right... But when I said, well, I wonder why it's doing it on the right and not the left, because I thought something might have been wrong. Because we're closer, maybe, to the left side of the vehicle and our bodies. Well, (laughs) I reckon looking at traffic. Okay. You know, and because you're closer, a lot of times, single lanes or two-lane roads, you can see what's on the side of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that was something for deer or whatever. Okay, let's uh, talk to the car company right now. I think there should be a left version of that, just in case you're making a right, and let's say somebody's coming at you on the left not that you can help it but at least you can see it and prepare yeah i'm just wondering if somebody put that in there uh why did the engineers not put it on the left side and just put it on the right side on that particular car yeah it was a honda pilot okay 2015 okay that that was in okay I thought it was neat, oh, yeah, it you know, neat. that you could see that right side of that car. It is neat. Now, I do know people, and I don't know if this is just a glitch in their backup camera systems that can actually, while they're sitting, let's just say, at a, or maybe rolling as well, at a light, they can actually turn it on and just look at the car behind them. Yeah, that's true. It could be a glitch. Yeah, I don't really like that. I don't really like somebody looking at me all the time. I <laughs> know, like right? <laughs> you know, I really don't like that. And plus, is it a distraction to the driver to look at just, you know, even though I was making that right-hand turn, yeah. is it a distraction to the driver to look at that screen instead yeah. of looking at those mirrors to the right? Coach, 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 you believe in those mirrors. You know, and looking out those windows <laughs> instead of in that, yeah. looking at that camera. Yeah, you're right, because. Coach. Once you get started looking at that camera, that's what you depend on. Yeah, you're I've right. I've noticed that to everybody that I talk to, they depend, oh, man, you should get this as a backup camera. You never, ever have to look out the mirror or windows again. 
well, I think I want to see what's coming like, to do me. I really want to do that? You know. <laughs> okay, so coach, here's what's in the news. We're going to switch real fast and then we'll come back to new safety technology. So um, a car rental company, we're going to say it like that, charges drivers $500 for returning his rental a day early. So a Pasadena, California man rented a car for two weeks, but returned it a day early after his plans changed. He paid for the full two weeks. But returning the car early led him to being charged an extra $500. Now, as it turns out, returning a rental car a rental car early is considered breaking the contract and allows the rental company to charge you a daily rate instead of a weekly rate. And for him, that news came as a big surprise. So he said, the way car rental companies are now, you pull up in a line, you get out and hand somebody the key. You take your luggage and they say, we'll email it all to you. And he said, well, that's insane. I gave my car back a day early and I paid for the full two weeks. Well, what's the problem? And so they're saying, well, you think that if you paid for two weeks and had to return the car early, the rental company would be happy to have an extra car to rent to somebody else. Switching someone on the day rate just because they didn't keep the car for the full two weeks feels like gouging them for the sake of just gouging them. But a travel expert said that the switch is one of the oldest rental tricks in the books. He still doesn't think it's right, but says, so they are well within their right, though, to recalculate their rate if you're returning the vehicle early. But as a practical matter, there's just the logic of it that doesn't seem right. So after being contacted by the news channel, the car rental company refunded Schiller's $500, but refused to answer any questions about its policies. Well, you look at that, uh, that contract is pretty long and it has a lot of small print in it. And most of the time we don't read that small print and we just keep on going. Yeah. Read the small print. print. Definitely. Because everybody puts something in there. Have you ever noticed when you're looking at a commercial and they start telling you all this stuff and they have this real small print down at the bottom that you can't read? Yeah. Well, read the small print. Make sure you get it there. Because people do, you know, contracts are contracts. And if he broke that contract... If they're within their legal right, yeah, is it right? No. No. But they did refund him that 500 once the news channel was like, uh, what bet, that happened was. I bet he was very happy. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. And that's why was. they didn't make no comment. Uh, no, no, no comment. We gave him the money back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do nothing wrong. I'll include, though, a link to this story in our show's podcast description. But today we're talking about new safety technology. Email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams coming up and Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. Well, as a kid who grew up in the 1980s, I really like cars that have concept car styling. And I really like when you have the room of a crossover and an electric powertrain. And that's what we have this week in the 2023 Nissan Aria Platinum Plus. The outside is really smooth and swoopy, especially this red paint, black roof. I really like it. But the inside, I think, is the most cool part of it. That's where you spend all your time. I just love the twin screen layout. I love the suede on the dash. I love how the climate controls are just flushed, mounted into the wood grain. Just beautiful. But underneath is what you're really going with this vehicle for. So it has electric powertrain, lithium-ion batteries. It does 0 to 60 in 4.8 seconds with all-wheel drive. It's quick. Range is pretty good, 270 miles. Um, You can recharge on a fast charger in about 40 minutes, and you can do it on a home charger overnight. So let's talk about price. Well, the Aria starts right at $43,000. This one all in, 
$62,770. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Jermaine Flood, and our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. It's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You know, since we're talking about safety, I've already mentioned Liz several times here. (laughs) I want you to make sure that you read that owner's manual and you know what all those safety features are on that car and how they operate. Be Liz. Don't be Jermaine. That's right. That's right. Because Liz is going to read it. I'm telling you, she is going to read it and she's going to know exactly what's going on. Coach, I wanted to talk about what you was telling me just a minute ago. Whiplash control. This is a new safety feature. This is a new safety feature. It's always been in the vehicle, but it was uh, used a little different ways. The headrest okay. that you have on every seat, you have a headrest on it. Either they can be active or they can be passive. Passive means they're just going to sit there. Active means they're moving. When your head moves, the headrest moves. Oh, wow. Goes against your neck, so you do not have whiplash. If you are in an accident, that headrest is already moving forward. Mm. When you go forward or backwards, mm. that headrest is moving if it's an active headrest. Wow. So That's I think mind-blowing. So this is what I said, right, when you kind of told me that. I was like, so if you're a professional whiplash expert, meaning this is what you do on a regular basis, you probably have your neck brace in the back seat of the car <laughs> at all times. You now cannot claim this if you have this vehicle with this feature on it. So the first thing they're going to say, well, insurance company is going to say, what type of car do you have? Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, well, you can't claim this. Well, the thing is, these are safety features. And now the insurance gets involved in all these safety features. Uh, they have to. It's not just the manufacturer. They're, the insurance is pushing these safety features. Right. And, you know, why would they push a whiplash headrest once again because they don't want to pay out they ain't got to pay out (laughs) because well there's so many people that fake they got a whiplash by getting hit 10 miles an hour and next thing you know they're in the hospital laid on the ground yeah here another way to prevent it yeah that is another way and so i think that's a good a safety feature for people that do get their necks hurt and that it keep more necks from being hurt yeah and then you you think about uh Headlights. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many times you've been in a car and you're driving on a dark road or even on the highway and those bright lights are on in your face? And mm. you say, God, you wish they would cut them down. Even the new cars have those real bright lights. Okay. Okay. Well, most cars today have automatic bright lights. When it sees a car's headlights, it cuts those bright lights off for you. What? I ain't seen this one yes. yet. And then when the when it's dark again... They'll cut those bright lights back on for you. Okay. Well, my wife's car does that. Coach, is there, you know, I got to ask, is there a limit to how much safety technology we really need? <laughs> there, I think can that it, is the can reason. Can there be too much? 
Well, most of all the stuff that we're talking about, all these safety features are moving to almost every car. Yeah. Not all of them. Yeah. But I wouldn't think that uh, passive headrest or the active headrest is going to be in on every, every feature. I mean, in every car. That's yeah. going to be a luxury thing. Uh, you don't have airbags all over the vehicle. You Some vehicles, the lower end cars are going to have the minimum. But when you start getting that one up there, once again, they're trying to keep us safe. Trying to prevent us to doing different things, you know. I don't know how many times you've seen somebody or or even yourself didn't use that turn signal. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get you to use that turn signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they put some of these things in there. But, you know, all these things are good to some aspect. But if you don't understand them and you don't know how they work and you just say, oh, I got this on my car Mm -hmm. and you never use it. Did it do any good for you? <laughs> Did you get your money? Did you get your money's worth? Of it. Did you get the safety aspect of it if you're not using it? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that do buy the car that has all the bells and whistles on it. Yeah. And they never use it. My question, biggest question is the maintenance. I mean, you talk a lot. We, we've talked, of course, over the weeks and over the months about how important it is to have the package for Electronic. the electronics. That's the question I have. How many bells and whistles gets to the point to where it's like, oh, my gosh, this maintenance is going to be massive? That's all electronics. That's all the computer. And that's why I'm saying, to me, it's better to have that electronic extended warranty on any vehicle that's new because that's what's going to go out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. Let's head to the phone lines one last time. We've got Mike in Corinth. He's got an all-wheel drive question. Mike, you're on with Coach Charlie. Yes, I had a question in relation to all-wheel drive. Uh, is it uh, that much better on icy or snowy roads? Well, you know, you got one, you got one pulling and one pushing. That's really what. If you think about all-wheel drive, that's how it works. The front's pulling, and the back's pushing. Mm. Okay, so really, that would be better on all-wheel drive on, um, like, if you're in mud, sand, and ice. Mm-hmm. You know, but you got to have the right tires. Because it's not going to do you no good if you don't have the right tires on it. But as uh, it is good, you know, and that's why if you think about when we put it in four wheel drive and we're in a mud hole or something like that or ice, that's same. It's the same purpose. This would be mainly uh, highway driving, uh, mostly interstate, but some uh, uh, narrow uh, two lane roads. Yeah, you're not going to be on ice or snow much, right? You're going to be in some rain. You know, I, I have never got a four-wheel all-drive. I never liked them, you know, because really it wasn't the purpose for me. If I'm driving around where there's not ice and mud all the time, you really don't need that. Yeah. It's not very good on black ice either, is it? Uh, no, because, you know, they're all going to, you know, you can't see it. That ice is going to come up. Really, it's all-wheel drive vehicle is just gives you that pushing and pulling. It gives you a little bit more traction when you're in the water, you know, just so you don't hide your plane as much and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, just uh, have some good tires. Then, yeah, you got good tires and all, you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All thank right. You. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much. Okay, Coach, before we get out of here, I wanted to talk about what is maybe the most critical aspect of new safety technology? You and me as the driver. Okay. 
That's the most critical. Okay. We make we make bad decisions. Yeah. It's either we're not looking at that video or we're depending on that, that camera or we're not looking out the windows and we're depending on something else or we put that left turn signal on and we come over anyway with the light flashing. Mm-hmm. We make bad decisions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as humans. Yeah. You know, right. all this other stuff, it can break, it can fall apart, but yet it can, your vehicle can still be driven, but can still be driven safe. Right, right, you know? right. And I, I look at it that way, and, and the reason I look at it that way is because no matter what you put on a vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, some vehicles have them, some people don't, mm-hmm. it's still up to the driver either to use them or not use them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Either you drive around with bald tires on your vehicle, or you drive around with a busted windshield, or you drive around with broken seatbelts. That's up to us. Right. You're right about that. Well, Coach, it could be a user issue. That's right. New safety tech, though. That'll wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our show engineer, Lacey Alexander, and call screener, Charles Arnold. For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Jermaine Flood. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.